0: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Solomon was a wise king. In fact, he was wiser than anyone else in the world. He acted as judge and gave wise decisions. He wrote the book of Proverbs, which is full of wise sayings. He ruled over the kingdom of Israel at the height of its power. And he built a temple to the Lord, which would be the center of worship for centuries to come. These great accomplishments and his great wisdom might lead you to think that he was one of the greatest saints of the Old Testament. At times he was. At the beginning of his reign, he followed the advice of his father, David. He walked in obedience to the Lord, and he followed God's commands and decrees. Unfortunately, this did not last. Even with all of his wisdom, he turned away from the Lord. He turned away from the wisdom of God, and he turned to the wisdom of of the world. He took many wives for himself and he listened to them instead of God. He, li- he heard the wisdom of their cultures, their gods, and he took one wrong step after another. All of Solomon's wisdom could not help him. Once he had turned away from the Lord, his kingdom split in two, and the successors to his throne continued to follow the wisdom of the world until all of Israel and Judah were swept away by foreign nations. In their exile and the return to Israel, the Jews would continue to follow their own wisdom. And the wisdom of those around them. But one day, someone came along who spoke of something simpler, something easier than the folly of this world's wisdom. Someone special, someone promised. The Messiah, our Savior Jesus. Today, People continue to follow the wisdom of the world. And it only leaves them searching and wondering, Who am I? What do I have to do? Stop searching and wondering, as Solomon, the Jews, philosophers, and unbelievers have done. Look to Jesus. Rest is revealed in him. He reveals everything we need to know, and he makes us into everything we need to be. Jesus faced a lot of opposition from the wise and learned during his day. The philosophies and religions of the Greeks and Romans had been influencing the entire known world at that time. In every age, people tend to trust in their own know-how and common sense above everything else. But the greatest opposition to Jesus' mission to share the true knowledge of God with first the Jews and then the Gentiles, was the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They set themselves up as experts of the law. They proclaimed that the Jews had to do things just as they said in order to be, to be devout and righteous followers of God. They created new laws and regulations that were found nowhere in the scriptures. They set the standard high, and they boasted in their ability to keep their own rules. But Jesus knew that the Pharisees and Sadducees had set themselves up to fail. He prayed in thanks to God that these so-called experts of the law Would be humbled in their inability to save themselves by their own knowledge and works. At that time, Jesus continued, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from clever and learned people. It turns out that these people were not so clever and learned as they thought. They thought they knew everything. They needed to know. But Jesus exposed them as frauds. The experts of the law were no experts at all. They had missed the whole point of the Old Testament. They didn't see Jesus in any of it, it was hidden from them by their own bias and pride. Jesus was placing the fulfillment of the scriptures in himself right before their faces and they rejected it because it did not fit their view of religion. Their focus on being the strictest adherence to all of their laws and regulations blinded them to the arrival of the Messiah. Jesus knew that great knowledge and wisdom could get, no, could get someone nowhere in his kingdom. He knew that the story of salvation needed to be revealed and given. So he also prayed in thanks that God revealed these things to little children. Elsewhere Jesus said, truly I tell you, Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Jesus is saying that people are lowly and incapable of achieving salvation on their own. They can do nothing to enter the kingdom of God. Everything is given to a small child. Likewise, Jesus gives us everything we need for salvation by the revelation of his word. Jesus makes it clear that no one can come to the Father except for Jesus Jesus himself and those to whom he wishes to reveal himself. The close relationship of the Father and the Son shows us how Jesus is God, come down to earth to give us his blessings. Jesus has everything we need to know for salvation. He says, Everything has been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wants to reveal him. Jesus wants to include us in this close relationship with the Father. He wants to bring us close to himself. Because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we can be little children. By the words of Jesus, the Holy Spirit creates faith in us so that we may gladly stand before God the Father with smiles on our faces. We can look up at the proud, adoring face of the Father and know that he will protect us. He will give us everything we need. He will tell us everything we need to know about our beautiful life in Christ. Jesus goes on to tell us What our lives will look like now that we have this close relationship with God. It's not going to be a life of restlessness that chases after the wisdom of this world. We don't have to study the philosophies of the learned. We won't be forced to choose between eat, drink, and be merry, or karma, or the wisdom of ancestors. There is only one way, one truth, one life, and it is found in Jesus. Jesus gives us what every other philosophy and religion fails to deliver true rest. With beautiful and compassionate words, Jesus appeals to everyone who is suffering in this sinful, cruel world. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus is speaking to everyone. All people are burdened by sin and its consequences. Apart from Christ, there is only sin, pain, burden, and death. All pleasures are fleeting. All treasures soon gone. When people rely on these things or try to make a lasting rest out of their own efforts, they will face a disappointing reality. They went in the wrong direction. Jesus is calling people out of a sad, dark existence of exhausting and pointless labor that only results in death to a life of meaning and rest. He gives it free of charge. In fact, he makes us lie down in green pastures. He restores our souls He reaches out, he calls us, and he stops us from our fruitless labor. We couldn't do it by choice. He takes away the heavy burden of sin and guilt, and he tells us to carry a different burden, one that is easy and light. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, Because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. As soon as Jesus says, I will give you rest, he then confuses things by saying, take a yoke upon yourself. A yoke was a heavy wooden beam that was usually placed across the backs of two oxen. And the weight of a plow or cart was attached to the bottom of that wooden beam so that the weight was placed on the backs of those oxen. And that doesn't sound like rest, does it? But Paul wasn't confused. In Romans, he writes, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free from righteousness. So what kind of fruit did you have then? They were things of which you are now ashamed. Yes, the final result of those things is death. But now, since you were set free from sin and have become slaves to God, you have your fruit resulting in sanctification, and the final result is eternal life. We were under the yoke of sin, and there was no benefit to that, only the promise of death. Now we are under the yoke of Christ. This is a promise of restful service. He wants to teach us righteousness, and Jesus is a gentle and humble master. He gives us everything we need for a job well done. He assures us of eternal life in heaven. This is what gives our souls rest. We are free from the burden of sin and death. Faith in the salvation Jesus gives us makes us able to take up that yoke of service for Christ. We want to do his will because he gave us everything we have. He gave us hope and strength so that yoke is easy and light. We can stand tall before our God in the righteousness of Christ. We can walk forward confidently carrying that yoke because we have the strength of Christ. We carry out God's will and faith because we are just that joyful in the service of our beloved Lord. We can do all of this even with all of the crosses that we bear as Christians. They are heavy. And it is hard. But Jesus makes them light and easy. He gives us his love and we find rest. When we look at Solomon's father David, he shows us what this easy yoke looks like. Solomon turned away from the Lord, but David was a man after God's own heart. He trusted in God above everything else. Here is Young David. He is not even bulky enough to wear the armor of Saul. He walks toward Goliath with only five smooth stones and a sling. Goliath stands there as a giant, towering above David. He is decked out in heavy armor with a massive sword and a spear that is heavy beyond belief. The strength and deadliness of Goliath is without doubt. This seems a burden too heavy to bear. Surely David is doomed. Yet there he stands, confident and sure of victory. He faces this unbearable burden, with faith in the Lord. Without faith, he would surely crumple and curl into a fetal position. As it is, David stands his ground and says, You come against me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of armies. We can stand up to the burdens of our life with this confidence. We can pronounce this faith in a loving Savior who renders the yoke of service light. We are the weary and burdened no more. We have rest in Christ. Stand up under that yoke. Walk forward in service to Christ. This yoke, this burden, it bears itself. When you face temptation and sin, look to Christ. He will bear it. When you face disappointments and struggles, look to Christ. He will bear it. When you face pain, Or illness or death, look to Christ. He will bear it. You are free from those burdens. So now you can take up new burdens, burdens that bring rest. You can be an instrument of the Lord. There are people out there in the world. Who desperately need rest. Some of them are your family. Some of them are your friends. Some of them are people waiting in weariness for a voice to call out. They need to hear the words of Jesus, they need to see the love of Jesus in your lives. It may not always be easy to share those words and that love because people come with a lot of baggage, with a lot of burdens. It may take more than one kind word or one outstretched hand to help a person who is deep in weariness. But it only takes one Jesus. He loves us, and he gives us the strength to love. He makes us into everything we need to be to be Christians. Solomon and even David were not perfect kings, but they foretold of a king who would be perfect. Jesus is the fulfillment of all of God's promises of rest. He calls us out of weariness into a happy life of service. In Jesus, rest is revealed. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.